You are now listening to The Outros Project. Okay. Assalamualaikum everyone and welcome to the Altruist Project Podcast where we truly believe that the best of you are those who benefit others. I am Afif and I will be your host for this podcast for part 2 of episode 4, okay? So, uh, thank you everyone to all of those who are uh, keeping tuned with uh, the Altruist Project Podcast. So, just for your information, this podcast is proudly sponsored and supported by Perdaos, providing a holistic and experiential learning for all levels of the community towards a righteous society. So, you can experience Perdaos yourself by logging in on the website which is www.perdaos.org.sg or you can check out their Facebook page and Instagram which is perdaos.sg. Okay, so everyone, I'm going to continue on what Hidayah has shared on the part 2 of episode 4 which is the to infinity and beyond all right and this is a very interesting story on the Isra and Miraj of our beloved prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam okay so since Hidayah has covered on the Isra part the journey on land so i am going to cover the infinity and beyond part where it will be talking about the miraj or the ascension of our beloved prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam from Jerusalem to the highest level of jannah wow sometimes it just feels so hard to believe that actually our prophet had actually traveled from Jerusalem to the highest levels of jannah and it sometimes it's, it sounds very impossible but when hidayah told us that When we believe that Allah is the Almighty, Allah is the All-Powerful, then it is actually possible that Allah can make anything happen. All right. So I'm just going to continue on the story where our beloved Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So after he did his prayers and he led the prayers, which was followed by all the previous prophets, starting from Prophet Adam alaihi salam until the last one, which is Prophet Isa alaihi salam and himself, which is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi salam. So he was being the imam and led the solat and after he finished his prayers so he went for the travel from Jerusalem to the seventh heaven and during this time the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi salam was getting ready he was about to follow Jibril and about to go and fly up to the skies right just like in where if you watch Buzz Lightyear, right? Where he will go like to infinity and beyond, and it's just the same concept where our prophet is actually traveling to infinity and beyond. So, an interesting story where when the prophet was about to lift off, there was a rock which was trying to follow the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and also Jibril alaihi wasallam. So, when the prophet and Jibril saw the rock, so Jibril told the rock that. The rock wasn't allowed to follow them, and even though the rock actually was about to, the rock actually managed to levitate, like lift off from the ground, just a few centimeters from the ground. But the rock had to stay there because the rock wasn't being 
given permission to follow the Prophet Muhammad SAW. And that's why if we go to Masjid Al-Aqsa, we will see that there is this place called the Dome of the Rock. And you can see how big the rock was and how it is still there. People say that the rock is still levitating. And Allah Alam, this is all with the powers of Allah SWT. Alright, but those who have been there might have known better. I haven't been there before. So for those who actually have been there, maybe you can share with us on how does it really looks like. Alright, so moving on. When the Prophet Muhammad SAW left off, so he went for the seven, seven levels of heaven. And we know from each heaven, there is a gate. So the moment when the Prophet Muhammad SAW arrived at the first gate, so the first gate was actually being guarded by an angel. And the angel saw the presence of Jibril and our Rasulullah So he asked Jibril, Oh Jibril, what is your purpose coming here? And Jibril answered that he was going to meet Allah SWT. And the angel saw Prophet Muhammad SAW. And he asked, does the Prophet has permission for him to actually go and meet Allah on the seventh heaven? And the Jibril answered, yes, he has permission. Okay, so... That is what the situation looks like from the first gate of the sky or the first gate of heaven until up to the seventh heaven. Alright, so it's all the same. Every level has their own gods which is guarded by angels and every angel will ask the same question over and over again. Okay, and aside from that, our Prophet Muhammad SAW actually met the previous prophets from every level okay for example like the first floor when the first gate opened so Jibreel and Rasulullah met Prophet Adam and the moment that Prophet Adam has appeared so Jibreel told Prophet Muhammad Ya Rasulullah this is Prophet Adam give salam to him and Rasulullah actually give salam to Prophet Adam and Prophet Adam replied with this particular phrase which is pronounced Marhaban which means welcome O noble son and a noble prophet alright and interesting fact every prophet that the Rasulullah met from every levels of the heaven was the same reply okay so moving on I'm not gonna go into details alright then second floor, the Prophet actually met with Prophet Yahya and Isa alayhi salam. And then on the third floor, the Prophet met with Prophet Yusuf and Lut alayhi salam. And the fourth floor, Rasulullah met with Prophet Idris alayhi salam. The, the fifth floor was Prophet Harun alayhi salam. And the sixth floor was Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And during this floor, the Prophet saw uh, Prophet Musa alayhi salam was crying. And the Prophet asked, uh, Oh Musa, why are you crying? And Musa replied, I'm so envy, I envy you, I'm so jealous of you because you have a bigger number of followers of Ummah compared to myself. And we know that the story of Prophet Musa, Prophet Musa he had a lot of experience with his followers, which is the Bani Israel. And if we think that Prophet Musa has a lot more followers because of the stories of Bani Israel that has been mentioned in the Al-Quran for a few times, right? But Allah has gave the privilege to our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to have the bigger numbers in followers, right? So after that, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to the seventh floor, the seventh heaven, and this was where he was at the 
top, the highest, the peak level of Jannah. And at the seventh level, the Prophet Muhammad SAW met with Prophet Ibrahim AS. An interesting fact, when he arrived at the seventh heaven, he saw Prophet Ibrahim was actually resting on Baitul Ma'mur. So what is Baitul Ma'mur? The, the hadith explains that Baitul Ma'mur is somehow a replica of the Kaabah in Jannah. So it's like a paradise version of Kaabah. That's why the Prophet Ibrahim AS was given the privilege of Baitul Ma'mur because he was the first to build the Kaabah on earth. So he was rewarded with Baitul Ma'mur which is a replica of Kaabah on the seventh heaven. Okay, so when the Prophet Muhammad SAW met with Prophet Ibrahim AS and the Prophet gave salam and Prophet Ibrahim as, uh, as the others Uh, the other prophets replied. Uh, he replied with "Marhaban bi ibn Salih wa Nabi Salih." Welcome, honourable son and noble prophet. And this was the first and last encounter of Prophet Muhammad SAW with Prophet Ibrahim. All right. So after that, when he has met with uh, Prophet Ibrahim, he has went to Baitul Ma'mur. So there is actually another level higher than the seven level of Jannah, and this is where. Jibril AS brought him to Sidratul Muntaha. So, what is Sidratul Muntaha? They say that Sidratul Muntaha, Sidrah is actually an Arabic word for a tree. It's a name of a tree which is um, said that it has a very nice smell and it has a lot of fruits on it and Muntaha means the end. So, it means that the tree at the end. So, Sidratul Muntaha is a level which is above the seventh heaven. And this is where no other prophets have actually reached that. And even when Jibril Ahsalam personally like brought the prophet to Sadatul Muntaha, this was the time where Jibril Ahsalam actually revealed his true form. So we know that usually Prophet Prophet Muhammad will see Jibril either in a form of light or maybe in a form of a person. But this time Jibril Ahsalam revealed his true self. And as a hadith say. That Jibril Alaihissalam actually has six hundred wings. If we know in the Al Quran, Allah said that usually angels will have two or three or four wings, right? But for Jibril Alaihissalam, since he was like the leader of all the angels, so he had six hundred wings, mashaAllah, Subhanallah. And Prophet Muhammad was staring in awe. He was so surprised because there was a lot of things that come to mind. He was literally speechless that Allah actually mentioned this in Surah An-Najm verse 1 to 16. And we know that we have a Surah Al-Isra in the Al-Quran but Surah Al-Isra more specifically mentions on the Isra journey, the journey from Kaabah to Jerusalem. But for the Mi'raj, it was more detailed mentioned in Surah An-Najm and Allah SWT explained that Prophet Muhammad SAW was Uh, actually quite surprised in awe. Right, so moving on. When the Prophet Muhammad SAW has saw Jibril salam in his true form, so Jibril salam told him that this is as far as he can go and Prophet Muhammad SAW was actually just one step closer before meeting with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, MashaAllah. And when the Prophet was about to meet with Allah SWT, so there were a few discussions on whether the Prophet Muhammad SAW actually met Allah, like saw the true form of Allah SWT. But a lot of the hadith states that the Prophet didn't actually met 
Allah personally but he was in the same room and he actually saw the veil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there is a hadith where there is a sahaba a companion asked whether you managed to meet the Lord meaning meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah actually answered that there was a full of light so how can I see him so it means that the veil of Allah actually filled with light to the point that even Rasul, uh, even the Rasulullah cannot actually see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly and he also stated that if he were to open the veil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the, the light from there like the light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will literally just destroy the whole universe alright so that was how great the light or the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right and if you can imagine this situation where you get to meet the kings of kings like how honored you will be to actually meet your creator mashallah and our prophet muhammad rasulullah sallallahu wasallam was amongst the one who actually managed to get up to that level even before his death right so during that period uh, there were a few opinions on what rasulullah sallallahu actually accepted from allah and one of the most popular things that was mentioned is the 50 prayers of salat okay So the prayers was so important, so valuable that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has to give it to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam personally, right? You can just like imagine if you were to meet like the King of England or maybe in Singapore you get to meet President Halimah Yaqub, right? And then suddenly President Halimah Yaqub was giving you a car that she bought with her own money personally just for you. So. That was a very big sense of honor that a person can actually accept if you actually got something directly from your Creator, from your Lord, from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Mashallah. Okay. So after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam accepted the fifty solah, so he was going back down. He was on his way back and. He met with Musa alaihi salam along the way. So Prophet Musa alaihi salam actually asked the Prophet, "Ya Rasulullah, uh, what did you get from Allah?" And the Prophet replied that, "Oh, I got fifty solah for my ummah." And then Prophet Musa alaihi salam then stop here. You should go back and ask from Allah subhanahu wa taala to give you a discount, like. 50 is just too much because I have experience with my Bani Israel and I know that your people will never be able to complete that 50 prayers for one day, okay? It's for one day, not one week, but one day. Can you imagine doing prayers 50 times a day like MashaAllah? That's so much. Even five is actually for us having a hard time to cope. How about if you go 50, right? So it's crazy. So Rasulullah actually agreed to the opinion. And Jibril Nasalam even ate the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and went back and asked from Allah. So the situation actually goes back and forth. So there were a few narrations that say, or oh, the Prophet actually asked for a discount, and every time he will get five minus five minus five minus five. Some narrations said it was minus ten minus ten. So we know that uh, what is, what is important is that we know that this 
situation actually happened for a few times the Rasulullah actually went back and forth between Prophet Musa AS and Allah SWT and by the time that the Prophet Muhammad SAW actually received five daily prayers and even then Prophet Musa AS kept on insisting the Prophet to ask for a discount because he knows that five is still a big number for our ummah but then Rasulullah SAW answered that I have been going back and forth between you and Allah SWT to the point that I feel embarrassed but at the same time I feel relieved that I was able to manage to get at least five times a day and this is where Allah SWT actually mentioned that for those who do five prayers a day will be rewarded with 50 MashaAllah so you can imagine like if you do one prayer so it is as if equivalent to you doing 50 prayers MashaAllah right That was how our Prophet Muhammad SAW was so in touch with Allah SWT that even Allah, even though that the Prophet kept on going back and forth, back and forth just to ask for his ummah a discount on prayers, but he actually got more rewards from Allah SWT, MashaAllah. And by the time that the Prophet got down, so this was a very big incident a very big event that not everybody can accept and digest that information because if, if you can imagine during that time where there were no airplanes there were no transportations like we have now during back then they only have camels they only have horses for you to actually fly to the heavens and claim that you have met an angel met the set you have went to the seventh heaven and you actually met Allah SWT it was a very big information for you to digest right but there was this one particular person who actually managed to agree and accept what our Prophet Muhammad SAW has shared his journey with his ummah and that is his best friend named Abu Bakr As-Siddiq and during this period where Abu Bakr got his name As-Siddiq which means that Abu Bakr was the one who first accepted the story of Prophet Muhammad SAW and believed in him right so that is how Abu Bakr As-Siddiq got his name As-Siddiq alright So, by the end of the story, guys, if you can uh, accept and you have known on what happened during the Isra and Mi'raj, there were a lot of things that happened during that period, okay? So, what we can learn, what are the learning points from these stories that we get is that, number one, the incident itself of Isra and Mi'raj is actually a test of faith where this is something that sounds very illogical it sounds impossible but always remember that with the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nothing is impossible anything can happen so just for a prophet and we know that our prophet is the beloved prophet the most loved prophet compared to all the others for him to personally met and actually had a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I think it's not impossible it is very highly possible right so that's the first point it is actually a test of faith and this is where you will be tested if you are a true Muslim you will actually believe in what our Prophet Muhammad SAW has shared with us and this was also recorded in Al-Quran Allah has mentioned this particular event as well and it is for us to 
uh, compulsory for us to believe in what the Al-Quran says. Okay, that's number one. Number two, we just got to know on the relationship of Prophet Ibrahim salam and our Prophet Muhammad salam. Because if you notice that when we do our salah, when we do our prayers, we tend to mention the name of Prophet Ibrahim salam. And usually this is happen. This happens when we are doing our tahiyah, right? And we will recite this zikir. Uh, This salawat which goes Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallaita ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala alihi Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi Sayyidina Muhammad kama baraka ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala alihi Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alamina innaka hamidun majid MashaAllah We have mentioned the name of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and what was the relation right so if you guys want to know fun fact was that Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam is directly the forefather the great father the great grandfather of our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam which comes from his son prophet Ismail alaihi salam all right so that's more information for you to learn on all right i'm not going to go into the details and aside from that another learning point that we can learn is that what are the qualities of a muslim to reach sidratul muntaha or the highest level of jannah and for us to achieve or reach the highest level of jannah or we call it as jannatul firdaus right if we want to get there we need a very big sacrifice we need to be the best of the best the cream of the cream of uh, of the followers of of Allah Subhanahu ta'ala and the followers of our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it is something that is not impossible actually we have what it takes but it's just that a matter of us whether we want to do it or not and we must remember that we as humans we have the freedom to choose we have the ability to decide how do we want to live our life and how do we want to end our life all right and the last but not least of the learning points that we can learn from this story was true friendship and this is where the best friend of Prophet Muhammad SAW which is Abu Bakr As-Siddiq comes in and he was actually a true friend he believed in the Prophet Muhammad SAW and he was the among those who have always been with the Prophet Muhammad SAW through thick and thin so this is what you actually define as a true friend or a BFF where we call it best friends forever right so a true friend will always be there with you will always believe in you and will always support you with whatever you do and sometimes we just have that tendency where yeah you think that maybe in this world you might not find someone who is like Abu Bakr as a dick but when you look closer there are people who exist just like our sahaba which is Abu Bakr As-Siddiq it's just a matter of time whether you actually manage to find him or not all right so if you want to be a true friend so a true friend must always be there for each other help out each other and that is what we call a true friendship till jannah insha insha allah okay so that is a very interesting story on the mi'raj of our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is all from us today sorry that is all from me today that is not here that is all from me today I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Do follow us on our Instagram, which is The Altruist Project. Do follow and follow on our Spotify and other podcast stations. And just 
uh, search in the Altruist Project for you guys to find out more about us, TAP, and please do share with your friends if you find this podcast beneficial okay so don't forget to give us a like and tell us what you like about us or if you have any suggestions on what we should do for our next project you should share it with us in the comment sections below or aside from that you can just log on to www.perdaus.org.sg for more info about us and more info about Perdaus okay so Since Hidayah didn't end with a poem, then I will end with a poem, okay? So, the poem goes like this. Roses are red, violets are blue. Thank you very much and I will see you, okay? I'm your host Afif and I will see you again on our next project. Wassalamualaikum. Take care everyone and goodbye. You got bras in Atlanta. I got my wife up in Jenna. Did it all for the Azure. Bismillah, fix my attention. Pop palaces, golden. You see me, I'm ballin' in Jenna. All I just wanted was Jenna. So I'm saying bunch of henna. What wine rivers, chillin'. Horror ain't women. Halal money, get it. We go to Saudi, spin it. And this go to all of my Akis. To the sisters, the realest hijabis.